Welcome to our News of the Times History News Short. This is a bite-sized historical news extract from our fuller News of the Times podcast. From the Albion Star at August 1831, Murder and Dismemberment of Pregnant Woman. The town of Brighton, as well as several miles round, has been thrown into the greatest excitation by the diabolical murder of a woman named Celia Holloway, alias Goldsmith, supposed to have been committed by her husband, one of the men employed on the chain pier, a woman with whom he cohabitated. The horrifying details are as follows, and which were sworn to by the witnesses examining them at the coroner's inquest, which sat at the Crown and Anchor at Preston on Sunday night last, and at the investigation yesterday before the magistrates at the Royal Sea Horse Tavern on the Marine Parade, which is still proceeding. Gabriel Gillian sworn that I took a spade and began to dig up the earth and shortly dug up a human thigh. I continued to dig and found the other thigh. I next dug up a bundle, which turned out to be the body of a human being, covered over with woolen and linen, and tied round with some string. I cut the string and removed the clothes, and found a husk of a woman's stays. The body was without a head, arms or thighs. The dreadful discovery soon spread through the village, and everybody made search for the other parts, but none could be found. The stays were on the body, but the gown seemed to have been wrapped loosely round it. The skirts turned up and tied with a string. I think it was a petticoat string. It was made into a bundle. Catherine Bishop, the wife of Henry Bishop, a labourer at Brighton, sworn, "'The deceased was my sister,' and was married about six years ago to the prisoner, John Holloway, who was then a bricklayer. I saw the deceased for the last time about nine weeks ago. She then lodged with me in Cavendish Street. She, the deceased, never lived long together with the prisoner. He left her when she was pregnant with the second child, and enlisted in the blockade service. If she had been spared another month, she would have had a third child. Whilst the deceased and I were living in Cavendish Street, the prisoner was taken up by the parish, and he was compelled to allow his wife two shillings a week to assist her in her maintenance. He used to send the money by the other prisoner, Anne Kennard, with whom he lived. The prisoner always treated my sister very ill. He almost starved her to death. John Hargreaves, Esquire, sworn, I live at Brighthelmstone, and I am a surgeon. On Saturday morning last, about nine o'clock, I was sent for to see the body of a female that had been dug up. I went and found the body lying in a shed at Preston. It was very much mutilated and decomposed. There was no head, legs or arms attached to it, 
but the thighs were lying by its side. They were taken out at the sockets and seemed to have been cut off by a butcher. It is difficult to sever the ligaments of the large joints, as in this case it was the body of a female. I have dissected the body since in the presence of Mr. Richardson and Mr. Lawrence. We found, on opening the body, a perfectly formed male child. The deceased must have been far advanced in pregnancy, which proved that two lives had been sacrificed at the same time. The presumption is that the child was living, and that labour had begun, resulting from violence. I should think the deceased had been dead three weeks. I cannot say how death was produced. A Dr. D. Richardson, another surgeon, disposed that at the opening of the body of the deceased, on the first sight, there was a protrusion of a child's head, and on further examination he discovered it was a male child of about seven or eight months' formation. The head was severed at the sixth cervical vertebrae. It did not appear that a saw had been used. All the limbs were separated at the joints. Amelia Simmons, wife of James Simmons of Number 4 Cavendish Place, North in Brighton, sworn, I saw the deceased alive about Thursday, four weeks ago, when she lodged in my house, but on that day in the afternoon her husband, the prisoner, came and took her away with him at about four o'clock, after they had taken tea with me. The deceased told me that he had been to fetch her clothes away in the morning in her boxes, as they were going again to live together. I have never seen her since that time. The stays now produced belonged to her. The prisoner allowed his wife two shillings a week, and the other prisoner, Anne Kennard, always brought the money to her. The deceased and this woman frequently quarrelled. The deceased was about thirty-two years of age, of inoffensive manners, and I always had a high opinion of her chastity. She was pregnant and expected to lay in this month or the beginning of the next. Frances Simmon, the daughter of the last witness, saw the prisoner Holloway take away a large trunk from the house, tied round with some rope, about the size of the rope now produced. The piece of box now on the table, the pieces of box now on the table are part of the box she saw the prisoner removing. His wife wanted to know where he was going to take her things. The prisoner replied that he was going to take them to a lodging house. The prisoner was gone about an hour, and the deceased cried very much. In the afternoon I saw the prisoner and the deceased go away together after tea. The prisoner, Holloway, is about twenty-five years of age. At the time of his marriage he was nineteen, and the deceased was twenty-six. The female Anne Kennard comes from Reigate. Her inquiries have traced the marriage of this unfortunate couple to the operation of the bastardy laws. It appears that the unfortunate deceased, who was living in service in Brighton, became pregnant by Holloway, and having applied for parish relief, the overseers of Ardingley 
took Holloway on a bastardly warrant, which resulted in his marrying her, although she was so far beyond him in years. From the Yorkshire Gazette, September 1831, more horrors. The woman Kennard, or Kennet, was removed to Horsham from the prison at Lewis on Sunday, and we learn from unquestionable authority that Holloway, in her presence, confessed that she, Kennet, or Kennard, had actually assisted him in person in the murdering of Celia Holloway, in disjointing the limbs from the body, and in depositing them in the several places where they were afterwards found, which the woman denies. There is reason to believe that the rumour of mangled bodies having been found near Hove is without foundation. You have been listening to News of the Times, and I am Robin Coles.